Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm your host, Jackie Roney, here with the wonderful Erin McNaught. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Well, when you listen to this, it won't be Thursday. So I've already messed this up. (laughs) Yeah, well, it could be like late Thursday night if you're like a really committed fan. I honestly appreciate just the fact that you would watch The Bachelorette in a time like this, but then also spend another like hour or so of your life to listen to our podcast when the whole world was just like glued to the news. Right. I was genuinely afraid to like take the two hours out of my day to stop staring at CNN and Google Maps and to move on and watch ABC. Like I was nervous and I kept having to tell myself if there's something important, like they'll interrupt the broadcast. And I was almost equally as nervous that that was going to happen because I knew this was going to be a good episode and it was going to be right when Chris Harrison was like, we've never had anything like this before. And then breaking news, they called Pennsylvania or something. (laughs) Right, exactly. So like, right, so small, small miracles. We made it through the episode without any major interruptions. And it really was a good episode. It was. Um, Unprecedented, as is the theme for 2020. The episode was unprecedented. 2020 is unprecedented. Being alive is unprecedented. Absolutely, I could not agree more. (laughs) Um, So given that, I feel like me and Erin are both a little unorganized today, I think. We welcomed the distraction of watching The Bachelorette, and I do think that it was like a nice distraction. I enjoyed myself for the first time in a couple of days, but I don't know. I just feel weird, so I'm just kind of like not in my normal happy self. Well, it also, well, first of all, right, like I'm extremely messed up in my brain, in my heart, in my soul, in my eyeballs, like just, I feel like my eyes are bleeding. When I close my eyes, all I see is just like the map of the United States. So like definitely not in a mental space to like be organized and talking about the bachelorette, but we're going to try. But also Mm -hmm. it wasn't a normal episode, right? Like we didn't, Like, even thinking from, like, as I watch, obviously, we do Bachelor Bracket, so I'm always invested in how I'm going to get points. Like, there wasn't really any opportunities for people to get points. Like, there's basically one storyline that we're following throughout the episode. There wasn't a bunch of small moments for us to really rank, like, takes. So I think we should just, like, go through it. If you have, if we have takes, great, but it wasn't a normal episode, so I don't expect us to be able to talk about it in the way that we normally do. Overall, I thought... It was a really fun episode to watch. I know a lot of people really are very overclear and are like, just give us Taysha, whatever. I just can't find the same hate in my heart for Claire that all of social media seems to have found. Um, I think I have this theory. This was like my big theory of the night. Like I have this theory that she has, and I, I don't mean to diagnose people. And obviously I don't know if this is an official disorder, but I think she has some sort of like fantasy complex, like some romanticization disorder where she really is more into the idea of romance and like the story than what's actually in front of her. And I think that this is something that totally makes sense in our society. 
and like how we raise women on like fairy tales and romantic comedies and all of that. I think given what she shared about her parents, right? Like they got engaged after three weeks and married after three months. And I, and I, those stories are out there and they work and it's beautiful and that's great. But I feel like for Claire, she is very focused on whether she consciously knows it or not, the story instead of who is the person in front of me? Because if you were being realistic, you would you would want to take the time, right? And have those serious conversations. But I feel like she loves this idea that he just it just worked and it clicked and I just it was love at first sight. Like she's so infatuated with that idea of him. And it's like, is it the idea of him that you're really into, or is it really him that you're into? And so I'm not mad at her for it. Like, I don't think she's a bad person. I'm, I'm scared for her. And I feel like this is something that a lot of women deal with, right? Like we ideal, you idealize your partner. You, I like you, you're more into the, this, I don't know. This was like next level though, because I was get very much getting like, did you ever watch that show on Netflix, You, where it's like Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl was like obsessed with this girl. I was getting you vibes from Claire and that like, she knows more about Dale than he ever even told her about himself because she like stalked him on Instagram for like five months straight when we were all locked in our houses. So that in itself, I was just like, oh my God. Like that's why I think she thinks she knows him so well. And it's like, you don't, you've literally spent at this point four days with him. And I started to not feel this way as the episode went on. But initially one of my biggest concerns was like this felt very much like a Colton Cassie situation where I think in Colton's situation Cassie was like kind of backed into a corner where he's like I pick you and she had to go along with it for fear of looking like the bad guy on television and then you know and of course like he's attractive she liked him enough and they went forward with the relationship but I feel like she put Dale in a position where like he couldn't say no to her and at first I was like I just hope that he feels the same way because this is absolutely insane and but how could he not just go along with it because we're literally on national television and this man wants to be an influencer no I 100% think that's what's going on I, I was shocked that he even said I love you I was even more shocked I physically gasped like my jaw was my jaw was on the floor when he got down on one knee and proposed because I was like okay like what she's doing is crazy and we have a stat and I don't want to use the C word for Claire, but like Claire, like this little crazy girl, but right. you, no, it you, is. <laughs> what sir? Like you don't, you don't know each other. And, and I would love, I truly would love because I want them to have happiness that five years from now we were, we're all proved wrong and they're together and they have all these babies and they're like so happy together. Right? Like I, I would please sure. prove us wrong. But like just the look on his face when she was like confessing her love for him and then after they clearly slept together, like he just looked like this trapped, scared man. Yes, well even in that, that moment was so cringy for me when they're laying in bed after having the night together. I feel like, cause she was trying to lead the conversation to be like, so like, what's next? What do you think? And he's like, what do you mean? And I think what she was obviously trying to get out of him like a, now we're gonna go like live together i'll move to wherever you live and or we'll get a proposal or something and i feel like at that point dale still felt like he was just like still in the show i think he thought he had had a one-on-one date got lucky and ended up being able to spend the night with claire but he was just like eyes closed just 
enjoying the fact that he clearly just had sex and was like, yeah, babe, we'll figure it out, babe. And I think he left that morning feeling like the show was still going to go on as normal and he just had had a one-on-one date. 100, yeah, 100%. I think he really, I mean, and anyone would if they were in his position because that's how it normally goes, right? Like sometimes you have a clear front runner or you have someone who they really like and they give attention to. And in his head, he's probably going, wow, this is so much screen time for me. This is great. And on some level, like, he might be interested in her. Like there might be a connection there. He might like her, but I feel that her being like "Mm, shutting the whole show down for you just kind of really brought it to a new level. And I, I, I just don't imagine a world where, where he feels where it works out for them. Yeah. Yes. How, like how much time collectively, if the, if what they're saying is true, that they haven't talked before the show, which we also know is, Totally up for debate. How much time collectively do you think they've actually spent together? Five hours, maybe. How do you? Not even. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. They've had, yeah, I I truly don't know. I believe in five hours. Honestly, maybe less than five hours. I believe in five hours, like, you can develop a friendship with someone. You can, like, be really interested in someone. But, like, have you talked about your values and what you want with your life and where you want to live? Like all but those Claire logistics. Claire like she already things. knows that because she like stalked his Instagram for five months. I feel like she thinks she knows. Like when she was going on, I don't even remember what it was, but she was like, yeah. And I saw like on Mother's Day, he posted about his mom. And like, I was like, oh my God, you were legitimately stalking him on Instagram. We all do it, but like keep that to yourself. Jeez Louise. I know. It's almost, it's almost like, just please don't admit it aloud. Like don't say it out loud. Right. And I but also, in her mind, it's part of her romantic, it's part of the romantic story that she's telling herself. I also so romantic. this was a new low for Chris Harrison himself in that after they had their one-on-one night together, that Chris Harrison was like, all right, you know what's next proposal? And it needs to be in 24 hours. I was like, this is sadistically fucked up. The fact that you are putting this kind of pressure, we know this is ridiculous already. The fact that she would even cancel the bachelorette to go be with one man after knowing him for five hours is ridiculous in itself and then chris harrison you're gonna add another layer to that to insist that this man has to propose to her right now i i just thought that was a very unfair amount of pressure to put on that like they already got their ratings they already got this twist ending like that was some next level evil from Chris Harrison and this is a smaller thing but still dude I hate you when he when Claire was like in her white dress like ready to accept the proposal before Dale walked in Chris Harrison walks up to her and he's like I have something to tell you and she and she's like shaking this girl's about to cry be like oh my god like what he's not coming and he's like we're proud of you go get him champ and then just left I was like you are an evil man I how do you sleep at night That was such a messed up moment, completely uncalled for and unnecessary. I feel that they were so mad at her for messing up the season and messing up the show that they really were kind of like not nice to her. And there's no reason that they shouldn't be because like clearly you're going to bring on Tasha and your ratings are probably better than ever because you truly are giving us an unprecedented season. Like just let the girl be. I also, what was your first point that you said about Chris Harrison? What do you do? Oh, the thing is generally putting pressure on them that in one day, they, I was, one day after confessing their love for each other, 
Right. I would have been, I would have been on board with it if they, if it was like, we're going to leave the show together and we're going to go try to make it work and blah, blah, blah. I would have been on board with that. I would have been like, okay, great, fine. But this whole awkward, like we're going to FaceTime Neil Lane and like ship in a ring and he's going to propose. It's just, we don't believe it as viewers. I can't imagine that they believe it. It's, I think they it, were trying it was, to sabotage it then for her now. Like, I think yeah. that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. I, the whole time I was like, okay, he likes her and maybe he's quote unquote in love with her. Sure. But he, like, he's not going to get engaged right now. Like, I really think after all of this and they set her up to be in this position, then I think they were trying to go back on it and then sabotage her so that he would maybe not show up or not want to do it. And then she's crushed. Maybe then she'd go back to the guys. Maybe she wouldn't. I don't know what they were expecting, but they were putting it in a position where things could go very wrong. Like, why are you going to fuck up with this relationship after this girl gave up everything for it? Just let her go be in her little corner. Just let her go. And even in, even after he proposes in there, in like the proposal, like just felt icky and hard to watch. Like, I think me and my friends the whole time were just going, no, like you idiot. Like, no, like we were upset. And then in the interview of the two of them after when they're like, yeah, we're so happy we're engaged. She goes, I felt it. And he says, I accepted it. Like, I just feel like that right there just sums it up. Truly, Dale looked around and said, how do I get out of this without being the bad guy? There's no way out. I have to live through this. I'm going to have to live through this story for at least three, four, five, six months, whatever. And then I will find a way out. But there, I, right now, I just have to go with it. And they kind of put him in that position, like yeah. you said, and which sets her up for heartbreak. Yeah. And you know, we all know how wrong. this is going to end. Maybe, I mean, but maybe we're wrong. Maybe it really is true love, people. But I'm just, I'm just not seeing it because so much of it was like not on Dale's terms. So much of it was him backed into a corner to have to make this decision now. And it was like, okay, I either look like a villain on TV or. The path of least resistance is to just go along with this. Like Claire's pretty and he gets along with her. He clearly likes her. That's the path of least resistance for him. And that's really, oh, I know the whole time I was just like, ah, ah. I don't know what made me like more unhappy for the past couple days, watching the fucking election results or just like this episode. Cause the whole time I'm just like, ah, ah, this is so cringe. Well, it's just a continuation of just constantly feeling like, this is not what's supposed to be happening. This just goes right. against everything that I <laughs> right. am comfortable with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been a really rough week, guys. A real rough. I don't, I just don't see it working out well for them. I would love for them to shock me to like Jojo and Jordan me. That was probably the only couple that I've ever been surprised about making it. I was like them. I was such denouncers of, I was, they're never going to make it and they're still together. I'm very happy. So I was wrong about that. I'd love yeah. to be wrong about this. I just don't think I'm going to be wrong. No, I don't, I don't think we're going to be wrong. Either. I think Bachelor Nation, this is a tale as old as time. And of it's course. sad to see Claire fall for it for like the fourth time. She just wants it so badly, but I don't get why it had to be with Dale. It's like, you are the Bachelorette. Like you are going to find something here if you're open to it. You, you have all the control, you have all the cards are in your hands. It felt so like self-sabotage. Like she yeah. it felt, felt like self-sabotage. If she had just lived it out and gone through it and then ended up with Dale, great. But like, you got to give the process a chance. And she kept saying she respects the process, but she didn't really give it a chance. And yeah. I think that that was a mistake because she 
truly had one of the best casts of guys that I think that we have ever seen. Yeah. Um, even when she comes in and she breaks up with all of them, they were still so respectful to her and supportive of her, which I just think says a lot about them and their character. Kenny was the only one that kind of pushed back. Um, and, you know, he tells her like, oh, well, you should apologize, which I thought was kind of BS because Kenny, like you had no connection with her. What, like she clearly already has apologized. Um, yeah. So that was like annoying. Like Kenny being the spokesperson of the group was annoying for me, right? Like I understand Blake and Jason being upset. Blake says that he bought a book on dementia and Alzheimer's. Okay, you're saying that like in a cute way. I thought that was so creepy and weird. I I have wrote, written several times in my notes, Blake is out of control. He needs to let it go. But oh sorry, my gosh. continue with what you were saying. <laughs> I think that's so funny because I heard that and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I don't know. I just feel like when you come on the show and you know somebody that's there. Mm -hmm. But okay, I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm changing my mind because. <laughs> so psycho. My initial reaction was, oh my God, like he really was trying to get to know about her. And I'm thinking right. it like, they've been on, like you're dating a guy, you've been on three or four dates, you've talked a little bit about your mom and he goes out and researches it. So sweet, like that's great. But now that I'm like saying it in his defense, you literally didn't know this person. And he talked a lot about how like, he just has been eyes on Claire and trying to learn more about Claire, like blah, blah, blah. Claire. Uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. He, he confuses me. That he, beard, well, he does seem, that being said, I think he was one of the only guys actually genuinely into Claire. I think what yes. a lot of the guys were mostly, when they were like, oh, you have a new bachelorette. I think they were mostly just excited. They didn't have to pretend to like Claire anymore. And I feel like Bennett was so openly just like, yes, fresh slate. Like, here we go, people. And that was, oh my God. The biggest twist of the season is how much I actually like Bennett, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that has been the biggest shock of the season so far. How much I like Bennett. I think he's funny. Even on social media, he pokes fun at himself. I just I like this group of guys so much. And I was so happy for them to be getting this new chance. And I was like, so on the edge of my seat to see their reaction. I can't wait to see their reaction to Tasha. I think they're going to be really happy about it. I think they're going to play up like the Jason and Blake drama. I think they're going to really like play that out to make it look dramatic. But for the most part, she's getting a great deal because they're such great guys. They're getting yeah. a great deal because Tasha's great. I just think, oh, I just love, I just love so many of them. They just seem so nice, like good guys. They, they really do. I don't know what has changed in the selection process for, maybe it's just because Claire was older and it, maybe they wanted to find people that were, we're more mature. More mature and not so obviously looking to be influencers. The past couple seasons with the men have been like a little out of control. Yes, I agree. I think that you're right. I think, I feel like they kind of, the cast is a little bit more, not across the board, but it's, there's like more blue collar type. Yes, they're more like established in the legitimate men. They have like real jobs, except, wait, who was it? I wrote this down. I had never seen this before and I saw it for the first time today. Kenny's job is boy band manager. Yeah, in Chicago. You didn't know oh, that? So no, but like, what is, what boy band? What is that? That's not a real job. What, is, what do you mean? So that I was in his bio. So I read all of their bios. Like I know I a freakish amount of 
I know a freakish amount of information about all of them. Um, so in his bio was that he, he's a boy band manager. Like that's his job. He like manages boy local bands. boy bands in Coral. Chicago. <laughs> there's, there's many of them. Got it. Okay. Yeah. He's like a, I, like in my mind, I just think of him as like this like Backstreet Boy wannabe. Like I need him to wear some sleeves. He's annoying to me. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't really, I don't love Kenny. Ken, but Kenny was honest. He was literally like, great because I, I didn't really like Claire <laughs> I know <laughs> so bring me somebody new I agree with you that I think they are going to play up the whole oh my god I'm Tasha and I don't know if these guys want me or if I'm just the second choice but like I think for the majority of them that's not the case she's beautiful and she's great and they're gonna be none of them really liked Claire I don't besides Blake well, because Claire didn't really give any of them a chance. That's true. None of them actually had a connection with him. Besides, poor Jason. I did feel bad for him because that one-on-one date was clearly incredibly hard for him, and he really opened up, and he felt like he had something. Like, he's the only one who I'm like, okay, you legitimately had a moment with Claire that you could feel sad about this. Blake, not so much. But, and the other yeah. guys, truly, I never saw them speak to Claire once, so. No, I, f- I felt bad for Jason, too. I have a friend who, like, I don't know if she went to college with people who went to college with them, but she was like with people who went to college with him and like he was on her Instagram story. And I was like, oh my God, like, what did he think about the last episode? And she said that all he said was like, it was, he was so embarrassed by it. Like he was just so embarrassed by it. And which totally makes sense because you sit here and you like pour your heart out and you do something that clearly makes you so uncomfortable. And then she's just like, nay, bye. Yeah. And just being in that bubble, I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in the intensity of it and maybe he's looking back being like all right that was a bit much Jason (laughs) like you spent one day with this girl I think it's fine yes what did you think about them giving the guys one night to decide and not telling them who it was again fucked up (laughs) Chris Harrison is on another level he must have been really worried that they were not going to be able to get a show made in this way that he just keeps doing sadistic stuff yeah I think that was I mean, like, good for drama, I guess, but pretty unnecessary. I don't know. What did you think about it? Yeah, I thought that that was, like, it it was a classic Bachelor, Bachelorette moment, right, where they're going to just, like, not give them enough time to, like, process human emotions. I think that they were, like, we need some drama, so they did, that was very purposeful. They really played up. Again, Blake and Jason, I think we're going to see that played out over the next few episodes, yeah, I just personally am, like, ready to move on. Okay, Claire, like, I hope this works out for you. Truly, I wish you nothing but happiness, but I'm just excited to see how the guys react to Tasha. I don't know how I feel about them bringing new people or bringing back old people. I don't know. I kind of like it. It'll switch it up, because I think, I think they're bringing back guys that Claire had sent home. I don't know if they're just, like, flat-out new guys, because that would be a bit more complicated, I think, but... Yeah, I think they're bringing back guys that Claire had sent home, but which is fair to Tasha because she's going to have different tastes and people and send different people home. And I'm excited to see more drama too, right? Like the guys that are, have been there the whole time are going to be mad that now they have less of a chance. Like, right? To stir the pot. They're addicted. I am genuinely excited to see what guys Tasha is really into mm-hmm. because I know because I feel like we've watched it enough now that we know the guys a little bit, and I feel like. I know the guys that I'm into. And I'm just very curious to see if Tasha and I have similar tastes or if she just totally overlooks my men and I'm gonna be offended if she does. Who, who do you consider your men right now? Who are your okay. 
So like my top peeps are like B Money, Brendan. Ooh, ooh, I was like, who is B Money? Who are these people? Okay, so okay. B Money literally it like was in his bio as like one line of like that's what his friends call him. So okay. that's what I call him now. So like right. it's truly stalker level of that. Um, but he's the one that's always wearing like a turtleneck. And he lives he's from Boston and his okay. I think his dad passed away and he like moved back home to take over the family business and it's like construction some of some kind. Okay. Totally my vibe. He's like scrawny. It's just like, yes, my type. Um, so love him. He's my number one. But I also really like Zach C, who's from New Jersey. He seems so sweet. He's like an addiction specialist. He just seems very like down to earth, all about giving people second chances. Love that. Love that vibe. Mm-hmm. I also, I think that Chasen is great. I think he's Chasen so sweet. Chasen is very attractive. I think he's beautiful. I thought he was going to be like dumb. And I think sometimes he, like, has some moments where he comes across as dumb, but it's, like, in a lovable way. Like, he's just, like, kind of like a Labrador retriever kind of guy, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, Bennett's really grown on me. Like, I really have a lot that are close to my heart. Ivan, brilliant, so cute. I don't even know who Ivan is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, like, I just think there's some great guys in there. I can't wait. I mean, there's just so many I could go on and on. I just can't wait yeah. to see who she likes. But those are like my, those are my, that's my team right there. Those are my top peeps. Yeah. I like Chasen. I like Bennett, but I did not read their bio. So I don't, I don't have this like insider scoop that you have about all of them, but. Truly, like, I will never, I will never read the bios again because I'm too invested. I feel like I know too much. Yeah. Some might say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know a freakish amount of information about them unnecessary it's okay okay. you have like people to root for like you are yeah i do know them at this point i do i definitely want to do rose and thorn i know who i'm giving my thorn to i don't know about my rose but i can think on it the only other point that i wanted to make is i think that it's very interesting this is just something i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. how social media has played a role in this i mean claire clearly said whether or not right we still we're not totally buying that we didn't talk beforehand, right? We're not in that camp of we're believing you. But she has admitted to looking at all of the guys beforehand, which is something that is unprecedented, hasn't been done before. And so I think it's interesting to kind of see how that is playing out in this season. Um, And I think it really highlights the importance of that rule of not releasing those people and not being able to do that and taking away their phones. Like, because we are really influenced by social media, right? And the persona that people have online, like your online persona is not necessarily who you are. Um, And seeing someone online, obviously we know, like doesn't necessarily mean that's everything to them. But I think that a lot of people put a lot more stock in the online personas of others than they should. Totally. I mean, and Claire- Claire clearly went in with preconceived notions, not only about Dale, but about every single one of them. And she has not spoken about any of those because she's only talked about Dale, but how could she not? Like if she was stalking Dale this much, I would hope she was at least medium stalking, at least like some other people. You have to think if she looked that closely at his, that she was looking that closely at everyone else's and she just was the most interested in him out of their social media. And that's an entirely different show. Like, if you want to do a dating show yeah. just based on people's Instagram profiles, like, we can, that's a different show. That we can talk about that. That's a good show. You only can look at someone's Instagram profile for, like, a couple weeks and then decide if you want to get married to them or not. 
trademark of Bachelor Blab, ABC, if you want it, you have to buy the rights from us. Thank you. Yes. Don't worry. It's all time stamped on here. It is documented. I have audio file where this idea was concocted. So don't very official. Try to steal it, people. But wouldn't that be so it. interesting? Yeah. But that's but that's a different show. That's a different spin-off. Sometimes this is just a life thought. The best guys to date have the worst social media profiles. Like you don't want a guy who's like no worried about his like presence and his brand and posting have like you, yeah have you seen pics. my boyfriend's instagram it's yeah like he posts like one twice. picture I, that's what i'm like i never stumble upon adam's instagram because he doesn't post no. anything so he's never he like, posts like he posts like one picture every seven months and it's usually of some sort of landscape like i'm not even in it so nor is he yeah, yeah. so it's like not a great follow <laughs> maybe i'll reconsider that one. <laughs> Just my rate. I have to have a good ratio of like followers to following and I'm not sure what I'm getting from this relationship. Okay, I understand. I think he will too. You have to but you're right. The people the content they want. If your Instagram is if your Instagram is super super curated and it yeah. like that doesn't necessarily mean like that's almost a bad sign because it means that you're very obsessed with your own image. Yeah. And like, I'm already obsessed enough with my own image. I don't need another person also obsessed with themselves. It's just too much. Too much to handle. Yeah. Truly. All right. Well, you're ready to get into Rose and Thorn? Yes. Would you like to sing the song? Always. Do, 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 Rose and Thorn. I don't know what I did there. I'm a little drunk. It's fine. Shoot. I forgot this guy's, whatever. I'll explain. I'll explain when I say my rose. Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to go? Sure. Okay. But should I say my thorn first or my rose? I'll just say whatever. I'll give you guys the good and the bad so you don't have to wait for this amazing thing that I'm about to say. So I don't remember his name. And so this is kind of stupid for me to even bring this up. But Lauren has said that she thinks one of these guys is already going to be one of Tasha's top picks, if not the person that she picks because he had he has had a good edit in that there have been a lot of great moments of him just like being a good guy he has never like once had any sort of relationship or spoken to claire he was the guy who when they did the um when claire was like up in the tower and they were like doing the speeches or something he was first do you remember what i'm talking about riley is it right no it's not riley ben is it ben oh 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 ben with like the kind of like big eyes Yes, 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 yes. I think Lons. Yeah. Yes, he was in. I believe he was in the military. Um, he is like, uh, like so. He's like a veteran. He and I guess he has a really cool story. He, he has a cool story out of the limo as well. And he's been getting yeah these moments. Like for example, that whole thing where he gave this his whole speech first, and then there have been a couple other one-offs where he, they're editing him in a really good light. And Lauren was like, "Well, why are they doing this? He has no relationship with Claire whatsoever." And she thinks he's going to be like Tasha's guy, essentially. So that's who my rose is going to because I, I hope that works out for them. I can see Tasha liking him. Oh, that's another one. He's like, sh there's really some great guys there. Oh, love it. <laughs> totally support that rose. Um, I think I'm going to give my rose to um, Bennett because I really. I love him. I had really low expectations for Bennett. And I give this out tentatively to Bennett because I just feel like there's like. There's some stuff there that we may dig up that we don't like. I'm fully prepared to do a total 180 on Bennett and totally hate him. 
But for now, like he's been very funny on social media. He's like done a lot of poking fun at himself. He just seems to be a guy that can take a joke, doesn't take himself too seriously. And how excited he was that it wasn't going to be Claire anymore truly was hilarious to watch. So for now he gets my rose, but I'm giving it tentatively saying I will 100% take it back, Bennett, should you become problematic. I think that was very well said. Thank you. That was beautiful. (laughs) Who's your thorn? My thorn, and this is no surprise here, Chris motherfucking Harrison. (laughs) I think he crossed a line. And I don't know if it's just him or all of the Bachelor producers, but he is an executive producer of this show. I think in several ways he crossed the line to really prioritizing drama over the well-being of certain contestants. I genuinely believe he tried to sabotage. Once Claire had decided it's Dale and she's canceling the show and it's going to be him, I think he went and tried to sabotage that relationship by putting that engagement pressure on. They didn't need an engagement. You don't need an engagement for the show when this is what's happening. We're already switching bachelorettes. You can get your engagement shot later on in the season. I thought that was next level. And the way he just like with a straight face to all of these vulnerable people just like stirs the pot, but acts like their friend. And we, we obviously knew that's what he does and we knew what he was capable of, but I just, he shocked me today. He just really shocked me. I think that's a great one and very Thank well you. said. I think it really sums it up. Um, so my thorn <laughs> very specific. You know me, I always pick very random ones. Mm -hmm. My heart is going to um, the cameraman for this episode, could be multiple, but whatever cameraman was obsessed with zooming in, there was so many awkward zoomed in shots throughout the episode, particularly when Dale and Claire were lying in bed together. Like it was just Dale's nipple was in the shot the entire time. Just please get that nipple out of here. Like pull up the cover. Like Oh my gosh, it just was like, because they were so zoomed in, it was like the nipple was just so prominent on the screen. It was like his nipple and his closed eyes and regretful face and then like her bad skin. And I don't mean to be like a shamer or anything like that, but it was just so unflattering. She did not look good. It was too close. Just back up, just zoom out the camera. We don't need to see them that close. Yeah, and it also felt like they were actually walking in on a morning after as opposed to... I think in most of the fantasy suites, it's like a staged morning after. You know what I mean? And they're like, all right, the cameras are coming back. Everyone get ready. This was like, no, like I feel uncomfortable being here and watching this happen. Even just like they zoomed in on Dale's hand, like stroking Claire's shoulder. And I'm just like, I feel like a third wheel here. This is very uncomfortable. This is an intimate private moment. It felt intrusive. And if you watch like, so we literally rewind to watch it twice because we were like, what did we just see? If you watch closely when he's leaving, you can 100% fully see his partial erection. And like, it looks like he has a spot of like wetness at the end. Yeah, it looks like there's like some sort of like ejaculation happening. Please, somebody pay attention to where this camera's pointing. So that was where it was really offensive. And then even throughout the episode, like they just would like zoom in on like awkward parts of Claire's body. And it just was like, you're just zooming in on weird things. Like it's just the camera, the, the, just the camera angles were not okay for me. Oh my God. Now I'm like, I don't know what this says about me, but I'm like, oh my God, now I have to go and like rewatch it. Cause I did not catch that whole you have to. Erection moment. Oh my god. We, li- we literally screamed and then rewinded to watch it again because we were like, did we just see what we think we just saw? So you'll have to watch and get back to me and let me know. Cause we also have had a lot of wine. So like who knows? But right. I think it was I think it was scandalous. 
I think. It, the other thing just, that the whole vibe was scandalous. Yeah, so I it was scandalous. Yeah. The other weird thing about this episode that's not related to a rose or thorn, but just was a weird was was it a requirement that all the guys wear white t-shirts the whole episode? I just felt like every single one of them was wearing a white tee the whole episode. Like various sleeve lengths, but they were just all in white tees. Well, you can't have both ways. You can't have like great guys with great careers and guys who have good fashion. Like, I don't think those two things go together. Maybe it was laundry day. Like maybe they, all their clothes were in the wash. Like the three clothes that they were allowed to bring were in the wash and they just like all were just in their like undershirts. But I just kept being like, like it just, it looked very coordinated because they were all wearing white, but it also looked a little too coordinated. I think they're just like low key kind of boring. Nice guys, really great catches, mm. but you can't. Just regular that. people. Your guy cannot upstage you on your Instagram and he cannot upstage you just in normal fashion life. That would be very offensive. Amen to that. Except for B Money's turtlenecks, I'll allow that to upstage me. I can't believe you call him B-Money as if you guys, like, are friends. <laughs> and this is, like, an inside joke that you guys have together. It's literally an inside joke with his friends that I am now. <laughs> that you have, like, adopted. Like, oh, well, I call him that, too. B-Money. <laughs> I'm like, in the inside. Not once have they ever put that on, like, the screen. Never once have they mentioned it in the show. Oh, man. You know, it's not okay. Well, I hope that one day he listens to this and... He appreciates it. Yeah. Somebody anybody. notices you. Come on the pod. Yeah. We would love to speak with you. I'd love to know where you got that nickname from and know more about your turtleneck collection. All right. Well, we did it. We got through it, people. <laughs> um, Amazing recap. And for like yeah. 15 whole minutes, I didn't think about the election. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like I had fun in our conversation just now, and it was the most fun I've had in definitely days. four days, but maybe even two weeks, because just the constant looming anxiety of this has been going on for a while. Um, so, so we hope that you listening also had that much fun listening to us. And also, do you yeah. call him B-Money? Do you have thoughts on that? Like, please let us know in the comments. Yes. Like, yes. subscribe, swipe up, let us know. Totally. You should actually, I never actually say this at the end of the podcast, but subscribe. I don't even know how to look to see how much subscribers we even have, but definitely, I think it definitely helps if you press that button. Um, follow us on Instagram at Bachelor Blab. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Don't follow Erin, but you can follow her book Instagram at McNaught Reading. And also, let us know, like, what do you think of this season? What hot takes do you have? We'd love to share some of them on the pod. Should we see yeah. something truly scandalous? Your hot takes can be about The Bachelor. They can be about Bachelor Nation. Or they could just be about life. Is there a th an unpopular opinion that you hold that you want to share? Please tell us. We'd love to know. Yeah. This podcast can expand past just The Bachelor. We can be blabbing about several different topics. So, yeah, I think know. that's it. Um, stay sane. Good luck, everyone. And Drink lots of water. I just yes. keep seeing people say drink water. And it's annoying to me, but also then I remember to drink water. So it is helpful. I'm so bad at drinking water. And I this is the first night that I like haven't drank alcohol this week because it's just been so stressful. Yeah. But so I'm definitely dehydrated for sure. I obviously drank alcohol tonight and I drank alcohol last night, but I actually didn't drink alcohol on election night. I gave I took two NyQuil at 9 p.m. to force myself to pass out so that I that was would probably stop. smarter. I drank an entire bottle of wine on Tuesday night. So yeah. If I didn't have to go to work the next day, I probably would have gone in that direction. So instead I just chose to like over-the-counter drug myself. And that yeah. ended up being a good choice for me because I would have would have not slept. 
honestly, and it wasn't worth it because by the, by the time I went to sleep at like 1130 midnight, nothing was really decided. If anything, I didn't have good feelings. So it wasn't really worth the hangover the next day, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.